Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. This is the irrationally exuberant. I'm Reed Messerschmidt. Family, friends, fans. Bono, I see you over there. Looks like a carelessly basted turkey with the head still on, but the head got stung by a bee and it's allergic to bees. Johnny, are you awake, Johnny? Yes, Bigfoot. I was just smelling your arm fur and thinking about how much I love you. I love you more than that old moon and his bright little friends and stars. This is the story of the time I found myself in front of the frying pan at three in the morning, drunk, of course, wearing a blood-stained suit and a backpack full of potatoes. This is the story of the time a grizzled old hobo asked me if I was okay. The Irrationally Exuberant is a podcast, but also art. Find it at theirrationallyexuberant.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Iceberg Slim and Bees and Roy Orbison. What could these things possibly have in common? Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist. I'm the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor, K-I-T-T for easy reference, a kit if you prefer. What would you like to hear? Welcome to Champa and Klein, the Night Rider years, a podcast by two friends who share a mutual love of classic 80s television. I am your host, Wally Cleavage. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of the guy. Couldn't remember your own name? No, the guy from last week. I, Doctor Cleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Doctor Cleman. Shit, Greg Klein. <laughs> Guys, here's the deal. Greg and I are going to struggle really hard to figure out what to talk about in this episode because. My notes were absolute shit. It's funny. And <laughs> as you may know, I don't take notes. Right. Um, I I liked it. I, I mean, I did enjoy the episode. You know what? Hold on. Before we get into the episode, we need to, we need to address something sort of really important um, before we get into the episode, Greg. And that is... Your um, thighs are covered in orange juice. The Patriots won the Super Bowl last I, night. I... Did you watch it? No. Why? I don't care one bit. I didn't watch it. Well, I did watch it. I had it on the background. I watched the first three periods. And is it a period or a quarter? Yeah. I think it's so, a quarter. I don't care. So um, I don't want to. I mean, I'm going to alienate some of our listeners, I'm sure. All okay. Six of them. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't really follow football and I don't dislike it. 
but the fact that you can't escape it when you go out to eat anywhere. You can't escape it when yeah. you watch television. It was a great day because I didn't watch an ounce. Can you? Can you? I guess can you watch television in ounces? In in levels of volume, I guess so. In, you probably could. In I would photons. Bet. Yeah, I love. I watched it half a photon. I watched half a photon of it. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't not. No, I don't like. I don't like football. I watch it because that way I can tell people I watched the Super Bowl, even though I didn't really. I, I shut it off in the third quarter because I had to watch this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that's great. I was actually yesterday. Uh, my wife and I have spent the past two days of watching. Every season of Archer, we're almost at, up to. I can't believe the that's end amazing. Of seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there's another one and uh, coming out, or just I forget. I think I it's know. in season eight. Is I think season eight you can get. I think season nine might still be airing, or it has yet to air. Man, I love that show. I got to finish season two. I only have the first two seasons at home right now, but nice. they're so cheap that I have to. I have yeah. to get the rest of them. So that's what I did yesterday, and then I watched Knight Rider. Yeah, um, yesterday. So again, I, I think I I put this up on Facebook or on Instagram that we were recording a, a little early this week, and I mentioned it last week too uh, that we had to kind of compress these two episodes in because um, Kristen is traveling this week, so I, I couldn't I couldn't record again this Wednesday. There's just a lot of stuff happening this week, so we didn't want to pull a last week like we did and release late. I hated having to do that, but uh, but yeah, I mean we're here. We are. I guess that's the key. We um, are here, David. This this could be a really quick episode based on the fact that because I was so tired last night watching it, that the way I took notes was. Uh, through voice chat on my phone. so I'm I, really curious what that says. And I didn't actually look at the notes that I was taking, so I don't know what Google Voice translated for me. So, David, the way that I want you to do this episode... Yes, Greg? I, when you look at your notes, I want you to go off of exactly what is said. Not what you know <laughs> you said. <laughs> okay. I want you You're to gonna... say what your phone says. So, should I read verbatim what my notes came out to? Well, if you're using them to keep yourself on track, yes. Like, you know, if you want to read your notes, okay. please do. So, But if anything comes out and it's really strange... We're running with it. I'll run with it? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm, totally, I'm totally in with that. Um, I hope this episode is about the average length that we've been hitting with you guys, but because we recorded these so close together, um, we don't have a whole lot to kind of talk about with you guys. Like, we don't have a lot of... Uh, listener reactions to last week's episode yet because we're- we can make some up. So um, I think Bobby called in and left a message saying something along the lines of he tried uh, to make orange juice with his thighs, but actually was using cantaloupe and it just made a mess. Okay, I, I think that's I think you're right. I think that's what he I think that's what he said. Yeah. Um, there was another message from um, oh god, what was his name? Um, uh, oh god, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Anthony called. And what he said in the message was he tried to watch the Bridge on the River Kwai under the guise of Devin Miles mm. and uh, ended up escaping from a prison, uh, a German POW camp, which is interesting because I don't think they have those anymore. Well, I mean, I don't th- the, the war isn't you'd have to be at war to be a prisoner of war in Germany. I don't think Germany is so at war. I, I don't know where he was watching Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he was escaping from, but apparently sure. that things got ugly mm-hmm. for, for, for Anthony. Uh mm-hmm. But I guess he made it out. Yeah, because he was able to leave me the message. So I, I got a friend that works on at uh, Delton Microtronics. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and, um, you know, he said th- that 
watching the last episode of Knight Rider uh, really m- made him want to develop a video game. Yep. Um, where Knight Rider is actually like the car, not like Kit's the car, but Knight Rider is like okay. a car, you know, and you yeah, yeah, ride yeah. it kind of like uh, Dino Riders. Remember those? Oh, I do. I really, and really you kind of ride it like Dino Rider, and yeah. then you and then you jump across the you jump across the volcano. Yep, and then and then you can outrun it, and you out you outrun the boulders on the uh, with the Night Rider car. I'm I'm down with that. What was his name? Uh, <laughs> b- uh, th- thighs, <laughs> thighs McThornbody. Okay, all right. So thank you for the thank you for the message, thighs. Oh, oh, by the way, the reason I'm not playing it is because I don't have my phone anymore. Oh, okay. It's it's gone. <laughs> I can't get. I can't retrieve my messages. My phone's not. It's gone. Hmm. So I can't. Did we get? Did we get any more messages? Yeah, we got another one from some from Linda. Yeah, Linda called and said that with the with finishing finishing the season that we should we should leather pants our. Our Devin's face onto a a, a thing with uh, masking tape. Perfect. Um, so actually, there's one more message from a from a Mister. Uh, uh, I think he said his name was Saint Patrick. Huh. It was interesting. Um, he said he's actually an ass juice enthusiast. <laughs> so he's he's a he's an ass juice enthusiast, and what he does is. He, Oh my god! So yeah, that's all he said in the message. Oh, so that was it. Yeah, he's, he called and said he was an ass. You didn't. Enthusiast. You didn't happen to lose your phone in your ass, did you? I don't know. Don't try to call me, please. Okay, I'm calling you right now. For the love of God, don't call my phone. Uh, my, I, um, I seem to have lost my phone too. What are we drinking tonight, Greg? Um, we are uh, drinking the rest of Rising Tide Ishmael Copper Ale, uh, brewed here in Portland, Maine. Still um, delicious, absolutely delicious. Rising Tide lifts all ships. Absolutely, um, check them out. Risingtide.com. I'd also like to know for those of you who Rising listen Tide to our show, Brewing. Sorry. So for the two of you guys who listen to the show on a consistent weekly basis, let us know what your drink of choice is. What is your uh, what's your pleasure? Ass juice. I'd like to know. Well, do you imbibe in the ass juices? <laughs> and by by we mean freshly squeezed fruit via. The tenacious buttocks. Nobody does it better. Nobody does it better than sticking an orange straight up into your ass. <laughs> you think we've think we've uh, think we've struggled long enough to <laughs> to get this much conversation out? Well, you know it's fun because it, we haven't seen each other in a while, and it's always great to reconnect. It sure is. And it's really fun to have a beverage. And for those of you who don't believe that this is how Greg and I reconnect, this is literally how we reconnect. <laughs> Absolutely how we reconnect. It's fantastic. 100%. I love it. I'm I'm having a great time on this trip right now. Are you? I really am. Are you sure? Well, mostly. I'm about 65% sure and about 75% unsure. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like you. Mm. Do you want to, uh, <laughs> before this goes too far off the rails, like it hasn't gone too far anyway, <clears throat> you want to talk about today's episode? Looks like we have to, because that's what we're here for. Are you sure? Nah. Maybe. Guys, it's uh, it's the season finale. Season one, episode 22, short notice. Speaking of short notice... I didn't even really re- recognize 
that this was the season finale of season one of Knight Rider until you texted me saying, that was a weird way to end a season. Yeah. Because I was like, shit, this was the season finale. Sure didn't feel like it. It See, and, and I think that's the issue that we have with most shows from the 80s. Because if I recall, a lot of the MacGyver finales just played out like regular episodes. Now, when I think of a finale, and I've said this before, I want it to end on a cliffhanger. I want there to be some real high stakes to close out. Like, you want to go out with a bang so, you can, so people will return to the show in September. You right. Know? And so... But I feel like this is a lot of these shows fall victim to season finales that just play out like regular episodes. Well, as we know that this was play, you know, shown out of production order, right? This one, I don't think this one was. Okay. This one, I think, actually was like the 22nd episode produced. I think it was actually meant for season finale dumb. Because. Okay, so I I can you know I can see that uh, you know a show feels weird because they shot it like middle of the season, whatever. But I don't. Okay, I'm not going to go into it because guess what? I didn't look it up. Nope, I didn't look it up either. That's fine. Nope. Uh, I voice texted my phone the notes as I was watching it because I was too tired. So hopefully I um I'll remember it as I go along and we'll see what my notes bring up here. So the first thing we see at the very beginning of the episode is a little girl being kidnapped by her father. Yes, <laughs> yes, which is interesting because like it's it, you see a woman walking out of a convenience store like on the side of a dirt road yep. in the middle of where wherever the hell, and then somebody taking a little girl out of a trailer down the road. Yeah, and she freaks out and starts running. Right now, I, this isn't the same, but you ever watch the movie Duel? The Spielberg's first Correct. movie. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene where uh, the lead character—I don't even know if he had a name. I don't think he did. So where he goes into a diner, you know. And kind of sit. It almost felt like that place, like the dirt, the dirt parking lot across the way that the truck ran him off the road into. And he yep. goes into the diner to kind of chill out. And then the truck shows up, and he doesn't know who the who the driver is. And he picks a fight with people. It felt like that area, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it felt like it. Yeah, it was. It was very, very strange. Um, and this woman, she sees the guy drive away with 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 who we assume is her daughter. Oh, and the daughter was like in the back seat, like looking out the window, like looking at her mom, like running after her. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very strange. So, so the mother goes back into the diner and calls the cops. Right? Does she? No, no, she Why doesn't. Would... I know that's what I was saying. Because the next time we see her, Michael and Kit are on their way back from fishing, and they drive by her on the side of the road. I know. That's what I was like. That's what I was saying. Like we yeah. learn about her more, but like the first thing I would I'm, do is I'm like, with you now. I would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> How's that Ishmael treating you? Not great. Uh, not great at all. Ishmael, um, narrator and protagonist of the Herman Melville novel, Moby Dick. I love it. So they pick her up. So her name is Nicole, by the way. The woman's name is Nicole, and she's headed to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And they take her to Los Angeles, and turns out that the motel room that they stop at, uh, there's only one room left, and Michael must now share a room for the night with Nicole. Now, I love that Nicole's first thought is that this dude's going to try to do some nasty nasty. And Michael's like, there are two twin beds. This is going to be fine. Let's just go to bed. Fair enough. Separately. Uh-huh. So the next morning, we see two motorcyclists pull up in front of the motel room. We don't really know what they're there for yet, but somehow they know that Nicole is in this specific motel room. Uh-huh. They kick the door open 
Mm-hmm. Michael gets jumps right out of bed and starts getting into an altercation with the guy who's broken in, but, who now has a gun. This guy has a gun. So it's interesting because they snuck up early in the morning. Yeah. And they kick in the door. Th- okay. Th- <laughs> this is my notes didn't say this, but I wanted to mention this. Yeah. And inside the hotel room, apparently it's still nighttime. Yes. So they didn't light it very well. No. Or, yeah. or they did, but then they decided to change it because it didn't read well or whatever. So they used a scene that was probably shot at night or meant to look at, like it was shot at night. And then yes. another one that was definitely shot during the day right because the guy breaks into the into the room in broad daylight but mm-hmm. when it cuts to the inside of the room it's clearly nighttime exactly that's right so michael and this motorcyclist get into a scuffle michael and the motorcyclist who does it better michael ends up accidentally uh shooting the motorcyclist with his own gun in the chest killing him now now let's just let's just back up let's just pull this apart for a moment yep do you think Michael shot him accidentally? No. I think he's trying to do that. It's just like I don't I'm just going to shoot you. I'm with your gonna, own gun. I'm just going to go ahead and shoot you right now. Now, does he run Now he runs out of the motel room to check to see what's going on and he sees the other motorcyclist, correct? And that um, guy and he and he does he ride away cuz he goes back to find Nicole and Nicole's gone. Right. She's no longer in the motel room. She's, she's just, she dissolved. She I dissolved into a pile. I just can't remember why he leaves the motel room. To chase after the guy in the, on the other that, bike. Okay, so it was. Because, so he did go out. Because there's the one guy he just shot. Right. And he leaves the gun on the bed. He notices Nicole's gone without her boots. Her boots are still there. Right. So maybe I would assume, like, I would assume that she actually just melted into her boots. Like, she's gone and all that's left of her. Are her boots. There's no reason why she should have been gone, and no no one would have noticed her leaving. Because as we learn, and I'm just going to jump ahead a little bit to explain it, she apparently left out of the window in the bathroom. Oh, that's right, because when he goes back to get the boots, yeah. the motel clerk is like, yeah, she left out the window. So <laughs> so that means that while Michael was fighting with this guy on the ground, she ran past him and jumped out the window in the bathroom. Right. Because Michael then leaves to chase down the motorcyclist, comes back, and she's gone. Mm-hmm. Then he followed, then he gets into Kit, and they chase the other motorcyclist down the road, like kind of all around. They end up going down down a dirt road towards the, um, basically towards a cliff face. Right, yeah, yeah. And Michael stops short, and Kit's like, yeah, you can chase him, but um, there's 15 feet of water separating us and a 60-degree incline off the cliffside that the motorcyclist is traveling on. Yeah, so this guy gets on a motorcycle, and Kit says he's going to drive up a 60-degree dirt hill. Yeah, and, and it's, like, not like, it's not like a BMX or a like motorbike. A, and like a chopper. It's a hog. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, like a yeah. lowrider. It's ridiculous. I'm like, dude, man, nah. I wish Michael had tried. See, this is why we need to see Kit go amphibious. Oh, my God, yes. I really hope that we see some form, like, bon- Bonnie replaces, like, or she just, like, puts, like, inflatable pontoons under it, so Michael and just has to hit, he hits a button under the dash, and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, but wouldn't it be stupid, like, if he can't, like, he, he can inflate the pontoons, but can't, like, jettison them? Right. So then he could deflate them, but then they're just hanging off <laughs> the side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Every time he comes back, and he's like, Bonnie. I need new amphibious. <laughs> I need new amphibious. <laughs> That's all he does. Yes. I would love that. He's just like dragging the punch. So so we him. had that whole conversation about how we thought that kit, like everything was like modular and you just put the tools in for the job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, it's just got to be funny. Like where are all these parts coming from and how does she keep installing more things? Like she should install a snorkel so he could go mudding and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But hasn't yet. Um, 
So Michael heads back to the motel room only to find the police are surrounding Kit and the motel. And we come to find out that Michael has been charged with second degree murder. I know, but it's funny, though, because he left the hotel. He just left chasing this other guy down, leaving a body behind. Right. Okay. And left and decides to go back. But when he goes back, they're all waiting for him like it's a roadblock. Yeah. Which is like they wouldn't even know he was coming back. Because I, I, I don't even think the motel clerk at this point could even describe what Michael was driving. No. Right. They arrived at night. They arrived at Michael night. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> so anytime that we use the word night, it's uh, K-N-I-G-H-D. Yes, it is. Um, so apparently the gun was not registered to the dead motorcyclist. And Michael's fingerprints are currently all over the gun. So once again, they have no other suspects. So Michael has been charged with second-degree murder. <laughs> uh, okay. And in true Michael Knight fashion, he, he tends to believe that this all has something to do with Nicole, who, we, like you said, we found out has snuck out the bathroom window of the motel. Mm-hmm. Here we go again with Kit. He, has a, he makes a comment about feeling demoralized about being back in the impound. I know. Like, but this is the second a, like, episode in a row. Exactly. So this is... It went by so fast. Michael gets arrested for murder... And then is immediately bailed out by Devin on the same day. Right. And Devin's basically like, you got to solve, you got to fix this, man. Yeah. You have to fix this because if you get indicted or, or you know, in, or whatever, you have to go and do all this shit, the DA is going to dig through your past. Right. And that's not good for you. That's not good for me. That's not good for the foundation. Right. And I actually like that part because that's the first, again, one of those, one of those moments where we see that little backstory of Michael being like, yeah, they're gonna dig pretty deep into my bat into my past. But the gonna- interesting thing, I'll tell you, there's the other thing. Like the foundation feels like it is, you know, just a superpower above or below or wherever. It just uh, operates separate of the law, right? But apparently doesn't because they can all get burned by this. So I'm I very guess. confused about why Michael would be exposing them so badly, where they could probably just make him if they made him disappear. They can fix this. Like right. I, I don't understand the logic. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you're absolutely right. Like they made a man literally disappear and created a new identity out of the same person with this DNA. Right. But they can't just like scrub off these police officers and be like, no, 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 no. it's 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 fine. Like totally, just make it disappear. You, you can't just do that. Right. So okay, so explain to me how Michael realizes that Nicole. Oh, because the the motel clerk tells him Nicole made a collect call. On yeah. the payphone, right outside, right outside the hotel. Well, that's room. the other thing. Michael goes back to the hotel to get her stuff and his stuff. Right, and the guy's there waiting for him with a shotgun. You think that maybe you know Devin should go get it, or Bonnie? You know, no. Let's let the criminal return to the scene of the crime the same day. Right. Ah, it's it's smart. You ruined my carpet in room three hundred four, ass. Yeah, 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 ass cleft. <laughs> oh God, David. Sorry, you've said that a lot. <laughs> I have. Um, so Nicole makes a collect call on the payphone to a, to an address. I don't know. God knows how long, how far away. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So Nicole arrives at the address only to find out that somehow Michael has arrived there first. Okay. Sure. (laughs) So like, as he does, like when Michael went 500 miles and beat a jet. Yes. Well, as I told you last week, Kit can go from zero to a quarter of a mile in four seconds. So he can travel one mile 
in 16 seconds. Oh, well, that's like acceleration. So I don't know. Are they tell him like acceleration or like the, how fast he can go. So he's got. Th- so if Kit's top speed is around 300 miles per hour, mm-hmm. it's 5,000 5, feet per 5,280 feet per mile. Mm-hmm. So 300 miles per hour, dude's going to make a mile in about 15 minutes. Or probably less. Fifteen minutes a mile. It's terrible. No, I can't. I can run that. I can't do math. I can, Greg. I can walk that. Shut up, Greg. I can walk that, David. No, you can't. You can't. Fifteen walk. minute miles. I can totally walk a fifteen minute mile. Absolutely. Kit's probably doing a sixteen second mile. You think he's doing like a fourteen minute mile? Maybe. Yeah, that's exactly. What Just a little, shut up. A little bit faster. Shut your face. Maybe. Maybe push it to three and a half minutes. Now, I have to tell you, the woman who answers the door at this address reminded me of the woman from MacGyver. What the hell was her name? I the had one, it. Cleo or something? Was it Cleo? Lady, the, not the, the voodoo lady. Yeah, from but now the we're, we're, we're thinking of Miss Cleo. On, yeah. On, you know, we're thinking of her, but no, it's not her. The um, one, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Shit, like toward the last season. She was in the last season and she was in the voodoo episode. Voodoo episode of <laughs> MacGyver. But it wasn't her. No, it wasn't her, but I was very much reminded of her. I, I think it would be awesome if it was the same character. Wa- okay, so it was Walking Dead when when MacGyver had to play Baron Samdi. Oh, right. And I, um, it's not gonna be, I'm not going to be able to find her name, am I? But wouldn't it be... Okay, think about it. Let's just make that connection. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect Mama Lorraine. Mama Lorraine. There right. it is. Got it. Okay. Let's say that this woman is her sister. Let's just do that, because whatever. Because you are, you are hell-bent on... Com- on connecting every single 80s action adventure show into one universe, there's your connection. There it is. I don't think we ever this, learned her this, name. This maid is Mama Lorraine's sister. <laughs> Let's do that. Done. Or cousin or whatever. Uh, all right, so she gets there, and Michael's there first, and he walks over with the boots. Yeah. He's like, oh, you left something in my motel room. I know. My God. And then the, mom, Such a dink. the, the, the maid's like, you friends? And Michael's like, I want to be. Like... He's just he's been so belligerent. He like needs with to what's stop her name? trying to be so suave. I know. Like with what's her name last week, the private eye. Like Flannery. he's being such a dick. Like like aggressively so. And now he's just like, oh, I really want to be friends with you. I want to be friends with you. I want. I wore your boots too. <laughs> I pushed my giant claws in there. I spread my talon feet. <laughs> I broke every toenail going in, but it feels so good. <laughs> Are you into foot binding? So Michael really wants Nicole to testify and prove that Michael killed that man in self-defense. Yes. And I think Nicole's like, no. No, I really can't because the man who took my daughter is my ex-husband. And if I testify in your favor, I have something that can hurt him. So I'm not going to testify. I want my daughter Natalie back first. I'm just going to trade it. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like she's like no, I'm not going to help you. I just want my daughter back. Period. Right. That's it. Screw off. Right. And Michael basically convinces her to come back and but, testify. But but he makes her a deal, which isn't a deal because she already told him no, and he's like, "Well, how about how about you testify and I help you get your daughter yeah, back?" Yeah. That's exact. You testify and I promise we'll get your daughter back. And in true 80s fashion, the 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 the, the woman says yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Let's uh, let's head back and uh, let's let's do that. After she's just said, if I exchange this, I'll get my daughter back anyway and I won't have to testify and I won't be murdered. Right. <laughs> right. So how is Michael's deal better? It's not. It's not at all. So Nicole calls the ex-husband, whose name is Howard, I believe. Sure. So she calls Howard is to he- tells her that yes, we'll, we'll do this. I'll I'll give you what you want, which is 
uh, a piece of film mm-hmm. that I don't think we ever find out what the film is, do we? It's just like the MacGuffin. Yeah, no, no. Kinda. It's something, something basically there's some evidence that she took. She took photos inside his safe that's going to put him away. It's like photos of like bad, bad deals and shady shit he's doing around the area. Okay. Whatever. Just kind of vague fuckery. Okay. So she calls, she calls Howard to say, I will exchange this, but you need to give me Natalie back. But I'm not going to be the one exchanging the film. I'm sending my friend Michael Knight. And Howard's like, huh. all right. Michael Knight, huh? He hangs up the phone, and we. And this is where we meet Tiny. <laughs> who, who, Dave? It's how, well, how big is Tiny? Tiny is enormous. Oh my god! Like you never thought for a second that a man named Tiny was gonna be a hulking brute of a man. <laughs> it was the hulking brute of a man, David. He was hulking over me. Oldest joke in the book, like the oldest gag in the book. I know. You call a man tiny and he's anything but. Like yeah. it's just Yeah, but that's exactly. Tiny's like this overweight guy. He's got the cowboy hat and the sunglasses. Apparently Tiny's friend was the one who Michael murdered. Mm-hmm. Howard, it, was his, it was his brother. It was his brother. It was his effing brother. And so Howard tells Tiny, you know how you wanted to find that guy? We're gonna bring him right to you. Because that's the funny thing, because they knew that they knew that the man that killed Tiny's brother's name was Michael Knight. Right. And so they were told that Michael Knight is going to be bringing this stuff over. Right. Like, why would you say that? It makes very little sense. It doesn't matter. No, you know why? Because the script dictated that that needed to happen. All right, because someone wrote it down. Because it was written down. There was that, That's what it was. It was the convenience of the script. Okay. That was it. You know, I, I, I know that we're doing this and we're kind of making fun of stuff. And you can't poke holes in this because they have to get all this stuff done in 40-something minutes. I, right. And we've said that before. Like, we poke fun at it, but we realize that you're constrained to a 40-page script. Right. Or less, mm-hmm. depending on how little dialogue. Because there are some episodes that you could watch probably where they have very little dialogue and it's just all action. Yeah. Um, you no, know that's something we should do. We should do an experiment. Next season, we should pick an episode and do a special highlight episode about this. Yeah. And take out all of the action and then only watch the dialogue. Like, go back and only watch the scenes with Just dialogue. Just time the dialogue and, and see how, how long it is. I, I'd be down for that. Yeah? Absolutely. All right. Um, all right. So here we meet now Natalie's father, who serves, again, no other purpose but to be a thorn in Natalie's side. Okay. Oh, no, not Natalie's father. Nicole's father. Natalie's grandfather. Natalie's the daughter. Yes. Okay. So Nicole's father. There's the first issue I've had now with my voice text. What? Okay. Did it, it, said, okay. it said Natalie's father arrives, not Nicole's father. Okay. There you go. Nicole's father arrives, and Michael very quickly realizes that he can't handle being around them. Calls Kit to get him out of there, and he bails. Basically, <laughs> Nicole's father is only there to be a thorn in Nicole's side. Well, he's he's back a day early. He's supposed to be in Palm Beach. Right. Uh, He's a weirdo. It's a very he's got a couple of a handful of scenes that don't serve any purpose but to kind of just progress right. Nicole's frustrations. Like he doesn't serve any any purpose. Like right. he's just there to show that Nicole has a father that they don't get along and that he has he's not of any use whatsoever to pushing the plot forward. No. You know? No, not at all. So now we then we get the name of the motorcycle gang. Yeah. Satan's Stoppers. So, okay. <laughs> Are they stopping Satan? I, is that what that? Uh, that's I was trying to put that together. Like Satan stoppers, like, or 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 I'm li- I'm with you. Are they a brand of sex toy 
called Satan's Stoppers. Mm, I just Googled Satan's Stoppers. Oh, God, what did you find? We're going to go ahead and close that out. Uh, <laughs> there was really nothing on there. It was oh. nothing good. But yeah, so I couldn't figure out, like, why are they Satan's Stoppers? Are they, are they motorcycling for the good? For the greater good? Like, are they on a mission from God? <laughs> is that, no, is that what this is? Like, no. Are they are they out to say not today, Satan? <laughs> not today, Satan. I'm going to stop you up. Is that what the, is that what this is? I'm going to stop you up and repet, repress you. But that's the thing. Is like they're not a bad like they're they're kind of they're bad people. But with a name like Satan Stoppers, you'd think they'd be pretty heavily involved. And it turns out that they were involved. They're involved in various criminal organizations that we never see. Mm. It never really plays out. So, I don't know. It was just a weird name for this motorcycle gang. I'm, I'm trying to make it connect. I like my idea the best. I do like your idea the best. So, Michael basically says, which we already said, if Michael doesn't get the charges dropped, the prosecutors are going to go over his past with a fine-tooth comb. They're going to find out some stuff. Again, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, they just snap his fingers and his entire history will disappear. Yep. Exactly. Michael, you uh he goes all have th- a history. He'll go Thanos and he'll go Thanos. <laughs> he went full on Thanos. He went full Thanos on you. <laughs> um I'm an idiot. So, so Michael arrives at the drop off location, which is actually just Howard's home. <laughs> he shows up at Howard's house, and unbeknownst <laughs> to Michael, Nicole has trailed him and is hiding behind a wall in the backyard of Howard's home. I know. So after with a she, gun. After she tells Michael that, you know, you, you go in, give him this, and get my daughter back, she just goes to get her daughter kind of while Michael's distracting him. Right, right. With, I guess, the real thing. Right. Well, I love it because her reasoning for being there was because she wasn't sure that Michael was going to be able to do his job. So right. She wanted to make sure that she had the insurance that she was going to get her daughter back. Because, I, but also, I think that she was willing to trade Michael for her daughter. Because oh, absolutely. She knew that they were going to kill him. Yeah. But they were still going to come after her because it's his daughter, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see the resemblance in either of them. No, I didn't either. They probably stole her. So Michael goes in and he drops off the camera. Oh, the kids at the pool? With the film. He, was, he goes and drops the kids off at the pool. Had to lay some cable. And he goes to see they all leave. So Michael, at this point, has gotten Natalie. And they leave to go see Nicole. Mm -hmm. But Nicole is hiding behind the wall. And she holds Tiny up at gunpoint, who has gone to chase a ball that she's been playing playing catch with. Because there's there's that comment where, like, Tiny's playing with her right now. He's really good with kids. Like, that he's like a man child. Like, he's not. Yeah. He's like, he's tiny. He's big. Right. But, you know, it's tiny. He's a teddy bear. Oh, it's tiny. He's got a heart of gold kind of guy that'll that'll get a puppy and kill it by accident yeah so at this point michael has left with i think one of howard's associates to go see nicole Mm -hmm. natalie's still in the backyard nicole has held up tiny with a gun taken natalie and bails (laughs) yep there it is and what's your note say oh no okay so so my, my note here says Michael leaves with one of the man, and he had jets him out of the seat as soon as they leave. 
Michael turbo boosts Howard and he leaves. He hand jets him. So let's let's pick that apart for a minute. I what know what happens? On. So tell me what happens in this. So scene. basically, okay, so Michael, you know, goes to give the, the, the film and everything. The girl gets taken, or just as the girl gets taken, Michael and not Tiny, because Tiny's out back. I don't think we actually name the other guy. No, Michael and glasses. Okay, like glasses there you go. with a revolver. Glasses McGee. Michael, I don't know where they were going. I think they were going to get her, going to get um, the girl. Natalie, the the daughter. Not the daughter, the wife, the mother. Nicole. Going to get Nicole. (laughs) Jesus. Okay, I got it. They left to get Nicole, but with Kit, I don't know why. I mean, they have all these other vehicles, but they take Michael's car. Right. So he gets in the car, and then Michael, they're driving along. The guy comments on something about, this is a crazy car. And Michael's like, oh, yeah, it comes in handy. And on the way... Michael ejects him. That's okay. He he. That's I he, love that. He, that he hand jets. Him. He had jets him out of the seat as soon as they leave, and Michael turbo boosts Howard and leaves. He had jets. So he turbo boosts. So after he ejects this guy out, yeah. which they actually did, they boosted him right out. Like it right, wasn't right, like they, right into the dirt into the tree. Shot him right out. Michael turbo boosts over Howard, who's trying to block him. In this amazing car. And drives off. Howard's I car? it was a big white Cadillac. I oh, think it was a Cadillac. It was a beauty. White with red interior. White oh, my God. Bird in the dead of poops. Night, winter. I love how we can't sing that song. Nope, not at all. Um, all right, so, so Michael turbo boosts over Howard, and he takes off. Uh-huh. So Michael arrives back in the motel only to learn that Nicole and Natalie have both checked out and they are gone. Mm-hmm. So Michael goes to Nicole's dad's house and his father says, oh, I have no idea where she could have gone. <laughs> okay, you're great. Okay, thanks. So Mama Lorraine's sister stops him in the park in the driveway and says, oh, hey, listen, um, here's the deal. Nicole called me to have me ship the rest of her stuff to an address in Spencer, Arizona. And Michael's like, why would you go to Spencer, Arizona? Well, I guess I'll go and find out. So he heads over to, he drives to Spencer, Arizona. And we cut to Nicole apparently now being hired very quickly to be a waitress in a bar. (laughs) Which made very little, yeah, I was like thinking to myself, how much time has passed that she has all of a sudden gotten a job? Yeah. And she's now a waitress in a bar. I think that she, that's why she went there, because she had the job. You think that was what it was? Come on, yeah. I mean, seventy-seven I Cadillac Coupe de Ville. That was a seventy-seven Cadillac Coupe de Ville, white exterior, red dashboard. Oh my god, this car was it awesome! Was, oh, it was absolutely like beautiful. red steering wheel. Like, um, so my dad had a a um, I think a nineteen seventy-nine um, um, Chevy Malibu. Oh. It was gray on the outside. Oh, that sounds beautiful. But it was all red interior, like the seats, the dash, the steering wheel. Everything was red. Okay. Man, it was awesome. That sounds amazing. Fortunately, we don't have it anymore, but pretty cool. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm sad. <laughs> that would have been a, that's a nice car. So, rather than be civil as Michael is not used to being, um he just fireman carries Nicole out of the bar and leaves. <laughs> right. He pretty much tells her you're coming with me. He just throws her over his shoulder and bails. But wouldn't you do that if you're up for murder? Murder? That's a hard word to say for me. Yes. Murder. Murder. I don't think you're up for murder. Oh, man. But, you know, this is just Michael through and through. Yeah, he fireman carries her out of the bar. Throws her in kit. Punching someone out on the way. That's right. He just knocked the guy to the floor. And somehow, Kit drives up, opens the driver's side door. He dumps her in it. Oh, yeah, just like 
throws it right in. And, and takes off while guys are chasing after him. Yeah. Yep. That's, that was fine. That's about where we're at. That was <laughs> that was subtle. So so he takes Natalie. They head to see. Did it again. He takes Nicole. No. Wait. <laughs> oh my God. What I is my it. note doing? Michael takes Natalie and they leave Nicole. Oh, that's right. So he takes her back. So he takes Nicole back to her house. He takes Natalie out and has her sit in Kit and says, you wait here while we come back with your mom and make sure everything's okay. This is where Kit starts goofing around. Mm -hmm. He like does the eyes on the two screens and he's like winking at her and he's like making sounds. Those are some creepy eyes too. Oh, they were terrifying. Terrible like doll's eyes. Oh, and so, but Natalie's just like fascinated by this. What? And Kit tells Natalie to keep a secret. Mm -hmm. He's like, I don't want to, we're not, he's like. Can you keep a secret? I'm not going to talk. So Kit like refuses to talk uh-huh. around any of the adults, but only when Natalie's around. So either that's a cute thing, or he's trying to make her look crazy. Right? Exactly. I mean, it's Kit, so who yeah. the hell knows what he's doing? So maybe, so Kit doesn't interact with children very often. No. Maybe he's just, maybe he's learning by playing games with with young humans to see what they do oh there you go to learn how to manipulate maybe that's the big maybe ones. that's what he's doing absolutely can you keep a secret to see if he can control them yeah oh yeah sure I, okay i like that let's go with that i think kit is I like your way story. more intelligent than we think i think you're right i think he's just playing a game i think he all I, the way through yeah absolutely so then we get some non-essential plot involving nicole's dad and their strained relationship with the mother and sure. whatever then we get a beautiful montage of Michael, Nicole, and Natalie having fun with each other while driving back to Lone Pine. From from <laughs> what wasn't Lone? It was Long Pine. Long Pine. Long Pine. Yes. Um, Long Pine. But it was one of those like intercut montages of them just like laughing and eating ice cream and just having God, a fun so while they drive like, and they're reading to each other in the car. And like, why? What? Come on, just get back. Let's get back. They're building it. a relationship for characters that aren't going to show up ever again, Greg. I know, it's very true. Uh, so they pull up to a roadblock and uh-huh. they have to take a left towards Calamity, California, which according to Michael is your typical Western movie town. So Liter- a, literally. Literally, it's an abandoned, it looks like an old movie set, abandoned western town, which Greg and I both commented on when we watched it. It looks like the town from season one of MacGyver with Axminster, <laughs> where they had the final showdown. Dead. That's what it looked like. Yeah. That was the exact, or the the other town with the three, with those three goobers. The three goobers. The three goobers who chased MacGyver. Oh, right. The, they were the, actually the best uh, The best villains. They were great. The guys, the, yeah, that couldn't, he's like screaming at the guy how to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, man. that was the one with Edward Mulhair. That's right. That was Three for the Road. Three for the Road. With Guy Roberts. Oh, my God. Maybe it was the same. It has to be. I'm wondering if it was now. Because it was like, that would have been about four years after this episode. So maybe that was it. I bet that was it. And what was the other one with Pinky? Pinky Burnett? Yeah. And that was season seven, Henry Gibson. Also a great episode. So, uh, uh, yeah. So this was like, t- if they, okay, if in the context of the show, we're trying to make this seem like it was actually a functioning town, didn't make any sense. No. I don't know of any town in the U.S. like that. It might They might exist. Maybe. Like, t- lost town before time ended. So the reason they end up in Calamity is because Tiny had blocked off the main road back to Long Pine so that Michael would have to turn off. You see Tiny pull in behind, put the road close sign up again, and then block it off. Right. So Michael, they pull in. 
And Kit tells Michael that he's picked up two men with guns who are waiting just outside town. Okay. Michael has Kit, basically Michael and Nicole get out. And he tells Kit to leave and take Natalie. What's well, the yeah. So Michael, Michael and Nicole got out to go shopping, leaving Natalie inside of Kit by herself. Yes. Smart. Great. Sure. I mean, ultimately, that's pretty damn safe to, it's a, to it, be in. It there. was the smart move on his part. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and this is where her ex-husband or current husband, I don't know. Howard. Howard Howard Hughes. Yep. That's exactly who it was. Howard Hughes lands in the spruce goose in the middle of this town. <laughs> destroying the spruce goose and the town. Done. <laughs> Episode and season is over. <laughs> That would have been a better way to end the season. Howard Hughes lands a plane in the middle of the town. <laughs> Gets out like in, like in his pilot outfit. <laughs> ah, shit. What did I do? I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, Kit leaves. Takes Natalie to Devon. Wherever that Wherever is. Wherever that is. Because he makes it back in record time. Because if Devon is at the home base. Who the hell knows where Calamity is in, re- in, in, in relation to the Foundation's mansion oh within driving distance has to be everywhere everything in this show is within driving distance. yeah so so this next scene plays out like a real west like a true western shootout with mm. michael and nicole running through the town away from the bad guys who were shooting at them like michael ducks into the door and he comes out and he fires the gun so there's a lot of that of them just like running around the town there's a lot of that that's what that really <laughs> there you go that's it there's a lot of this and a lot of that Michael pistol whips one of the guys at the top of the stairs who then falls down the stairs and then, ends up... And Michael f- follows him down the stairs and continues to pistol whip him until d- oh, Natalie Oh, Michael pulls pistol him. whips himself <laughs> down the <laughs> stairs? <laughs> oh, 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 God. No, I was going to say that Michael just like pistol whips the guy. He falls down the stairs and Michael follows him down yes. the stairs and continues to pistol whip him until Natalie pulls him off. <laughs> Crushed his skull. Yeah. Michael, you killed another man. He attacked me first. No, he didn't. <laughs> you pistol whipped him at the top of the stairs, you Down douchebag. the stairs. No, none of that happened. No. Um, he does fall down the stairs unconscious. So then Howard sends Tiny to the Coupe de Ville God. to basically run Michael and Nicole over while Howard goes... Oh, no. He wants him to go out and try to run over Nicole while Howard goes out and tries to attack Michael. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> I love it. What's it say? Kit arrives back. That makes sense. After having dropped off Battle Eye <laughs> and Turbo Boosts through a Western back. <laughs> Battle Eye. So apparently Natalie autocorrected in voice to Battle Eye. <laughs> so... So Kit arrives back after having dropped off Natalie, and he turbo boosts. What I love that he turbo boosts through the old western backdrop. Yes, and like lands in the middle of the town. But makes me think: Why is there an old western backdrop in a real town? If that's so, if it really is a real town, I, and if anyone really knows this, if they have any information about Calamity, California, I would totally love to know if this was li- if this was just like a western movie town. Like, was that what it was used for? If it's a real thing. So, before Kit picks up Michael and Nicole, plays a little game of chicken with Tiny, Mm -hmm. resulting in Tiny swerving out of the way at the last second, crashing the car, flipping over, and he's out of commission because we never see Tiny again for the rest of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrible. So, Michael and Howard have a standoff in the middle of town. 
you know, Howard gets a couple of good shots in, but Michael handily just obliterates Howard in the middle of town. <laughs> yeah, beats the shit out of him. Roundhouse punches to the face. Yeah. Just completely takes but him I lo- down. I love, like, the, the end of it. They're, like, trading, pu- like, slow punches. Like, baff. <sighs> oh, yeah. Baff. It played out like a Western. <sighs> and Michael's just like, Ugh! and finally knocks him out. And then continues to pistol whip him. Um, and that's sort of how the ep- the, the scene ends. With Michael and Nicole walking back to Kit while Howard is unconscious in the middle of the town, we cut back for the finale of the episode. Nicole has testified, dropping all of the charges against Michael, and Nicole and her dad have mended their relationship. Michael says goodbye to Natalie, gets in Kit, and drives away. There's your season finale, folks. There it is. That's there, And there it is. All wrapped up nice and neat. I really wish that it had been a better finale. I know nothing happened. It was the. It was a half-assed episode. It really was. It really was. They really just kind of. It felt like they just lost steam after a certain point in the season. And I'm trying to remember. Like, I would say White Bird White was the, the top. Bird. Was, was, so the last three in episodes. Would you agree? What I'm the last saying. three episodes? Night moves. Nobody does it better. In short notice were lackluster. Lack, okay, I think lackluster in the sense also that the names don't make any sense. Right. Night moves don't really make sense other than they spelt it knight. Right. Um, the other one, the butt one. Nobody does it better. Nobody does butts better. Yep. Doesn't make sense yep. other than maybe Michael's doing better. And this one, last minute. Short notice. Sh- so I'm going to tell Shaka you Laka? why it was called short notice. Oh, wait, wait. Because of a deleted scene. Oh, can I? Okay, wait, wait. All right, okay, okay, wait. So they named an entire episode after a scene that's not in it anymore that doesn't make sense? You want me to tell you what it was? I want to guess. Okay. Short notice. So it came from a scene cut from the episode. Uh Uh-huh. The scene was involving Nicole and Michael in the motel. Oh, she's pregnant. Michael, I'm pregnant. It's yours. But we had sex last night. Yes. I have a fast metabolism. (laughs) Close. Yeah, You're really close. No, so after checking into the motel for the night, Nicole goes to get food, but returns with a six pack of beer, the best she could do on short notice. Michael replies, "Short notice is good with me." That's where the episode title came from. Damn, why didn't they leave that in? Those assholes. That would have made so much more sense. I know. That's where the scene came from. I I bet you it was just a can that said beer on it. I really wish it was. It's the best I can do on short Maybe we notice. should look and see if we can find that deleted scene. Oh, my God. I want to know what the whole scene was about. Do you think it was like, it was like, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, shit, I can't remember their names. Connor. Um, uh, damn it. In Terminator, the original Sarah one. Sarah Connor and Sa- Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese and Sarah, whatever her yeah. name was. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor, right. Yeah. yeah. That scene in the hotel, do you think it was like that? Yes. Like they were making pipe bombs. Like really I think that's sexually. exactly what it was. But what's well, funny because you only you, you, you see the scene of them talking about getting the motel room and then it's the next morning. So they obviously cut something out of that. And that's There's why, a huge passage of time. That's why they're asleep or she's asleep and he's still awake because he's like, that wasn't enough beer. Right. He's mad. It's like, I needed more than just a six pack and Nicole drank five of them. <laughs> right. That's why she's passed out. <laughs> 
She drank five and a half, and he just had the last warm half of the blast one. So I actually have a few more pieces of trivia for this episode. Okay. So this was, unfortunately, Patricia McPherson's last episode until the season three premiere because she was fired after this. She only shows up in one scene in the background with no lines in this episode. So she was fired after this episode, so we don't see her for 22 more right, episodes. Right, one scene in the background, but a scene of De- Devin talking to Michael through Kit's television screen. Right. So that was her scene. That was her scene. I also just want to make a quick side note. This was the first time we actually heard the phone ring inside Kit. Yes, I did catch that, because you hear it in, in our opening theme. You can hear the ring. <laughs> That's where it comes Sound from. Sounded just like that. Exactly. And then the last bit of trivia, which I thought is interesting. So apparently there's a 30-minute syndicated version of this episode that cuts out about 18 minutes. They literally cut out the entire plot involving Miker's murder charge. Miker's murder charge? Michael's murder charge. They cut the entire subplot involving Michael's murder charge. Because it was Michael, not Miker, that got a... a (laughs) Shut up, Greg! Literally, yeah. Really? They they cut the... For the 30-minute scene, the 30-minute syndication... They cut that whole subplot. Which is the whole Which is the whole point. episode. So what is it then? Michael getting into a scuffle, shooting a guy. <laughs> then what happens? Trying to find a woman. No, no, if they took the murder charge out, he wouldn't have even shot the guy. They would have just right. drank beer and left in a huff. So I need to find that version. Oh my God, we have to. I have to figure out why. Well, I guess it would involve, if their murder charge wasn't there, they probably could have cut it in a way to make it about... Michael assisting Nicole in getting Natalie back, but they all most of the conversation was about N- Michael trying to get Nicole. I know. To help him. I have to find this version. If anybody <laughs> knows where to find that, I need to know where it is immediately. So I looked up uh, uh, Ca- Calamity California. Yeah, and unfortunately, all I got were photos of natural disasters, fires, earthquakes. That sort of stuff. So calamity doesn't exist. I don't think so. Sadly, I feel bad. Um, all right, Greg. We actually we have to tell what what are you? What's your final thought on the on the finale? <laughs> the season finale. Well, David, but finishing and in the thing, sure. Uh, I belt buckle. I mean, it wasn't terrible. What's a belt buckle? Is that two, a two? Two. Because there are two nuts in there. Like I want to, yeah, I, I gotta give it a belt buckle, you know. And part of it is because Kit's pretty damn good in it. The little girl's pretty good. She was a good for a, for a kid actor who I'm pretty sure didn't have a career after this. And Tiny playing with a beach ball was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I gotta give it a two. I'm gonna give it a. T- it was not a good episode just because it was so, you know, calamitous. I wanted more. I wanted so much more. For a season finale. He wanted more thigh squeezins. I wanted more thigh squeezins. Um, yeah, two. I gotta give it a two. That's fine. Yeah, that's all I got, Greg. Do you wanna uh you wanna hear what's coming up next week? Yeah, what are we doing? So guys, for those of you who have been around since the Mullets and Memories days, you should be used to this by now. Um next week we're gonna be doing our season one recap, which I love because it doesn't require Greg and I to have to watch anything. <laughs> um so we're going to basically talk about our top three episodes of the season, our mm-hmm. bottom two episodes of the season, our favorite scenes, maybe some more trivia that we found, give you guys an, uh, a, a, a snippet of what's coming up in season two, and then we'll kind of talk about what we got in store for the season two premiere. I'm working on getting a guest star for the season two premiere. I'm still hoping that he is available and willing to do so. Um, hopefully, Greg and I will be ready on this end, and uh, we'll let him know if if that's a go. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get him in here. So well, hopefully, you guys will hear from him soon. I'm not going to let you know who it is yet, because I'm really excited about having him on the show, and I hope he's equally as excited about 
being on our little garbage heap. God, it is a garbage heap, isn't it? Listen, it? This episode was just shit. Not only was the episode, the, the actual episode, stupid. Stupid. We're, we're just, we're just and all over the place. We're all like, is that it? So you say, all right, 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 right. Are you saying, right, like, right, right, right. Would you like to say goodnight? Eh, no, I'm good. Where do you want to tell people to find us on the internet? You know, I think, I think the best thing to do is go to champacline.com. Check us out. So, good thing, recently. We have finished uploading all 24 episodes. Oh, yes. All 24 episodes of our 24-hour podcast, The 1440. You can find it on champacline.com. C-I-A-M-P-A-K-L-E-I-N. Go to shows. The little drop-down comes up. Click the 1440, and all the episodes will be there. You can either listen directly through the website or download all of them uh, directly to whatever devices. We're not putting them up on our, our normal feed. Um, this was just easier. Um, people want us to do it. I guess we can if you want it on your podcast. They're downloadable, though. But we're probably not going you to. You could download it from the website. Right. That's totally so, fine. So do that. Check that out. That was a lot of effort, not just getting them all back up on, on the interwebs. But putting that damn show together in the first place. It was. Yeah. We're also going to be working over the next few months on getting all of MacGyver up there. All 150,002 episodes. We did a lot. We did about 141, no, 149 episodes of Mullets and Memories. And we're going to start working on uploading individual seasons um, Mm -hmm. as we feel like we want to. (laughs) Because it takes a while. It really does. It does. Um, So anyway, look forward to that. Hotline. Give us a buzz, guys. 207-835-1954. Richard will be looking forward to your call. Um, and also, last last bit before we go, send us your favorite episodes from Season 1. I mentioned it last week, and I'm mentioning it, mentioning it again. We'd love to hear what your favorite episodes are. Call the hotline and let us know what they are. We'd love to hear from a- each and every one of you. If I have to, I will make you all call the hotline before next Sunday's episode. That's really weird how i don't know how you're gonna do that nope it'll it'll happen okay so greg david do you have any closing thoughts before we say good evening white bird in a golden cage ladies and gentlemen on a winter's day for the night rider years in the rain i am tiny's beach ball i am kit Keeping secrets. <laughs> that was a good one, Greg. Well done. <laughs> White bird Have a fantastic week, everybody. I'm the voice of Night Industry 2000's microprocessor. K I T T for easy reference. A kit if you prefer. What would you like to hear? There you have it, loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy.
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.